0: Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Rosanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s in New York City, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Welcome back, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of Messy Closet, and I am really excited about this one because, as you know, I've spoken so much about my love of music, and I have said it's one of the regrets of my life is giving up playing instruments, I am looking for a piano again, I'd like to play. I still hear music in my head and I wanna see what I can do with that. So with that said, this episode is all about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees for 2022. And it is a hell of a list. I'm gonna start with Pat Benatar, who was born January 10th, 1953 in Greenpoint, New York. So she's a total New Yorker. Uh, she was inducted with her spouse and they have two children and I just want to say that she is five foot tall just like me so I knew that there was an even bigger reason that I loved her so oh her songs I mean Love is a Battlefield, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, We Belong, Heartbreaker, I saw Heartbreaker performed by this woman in Vegas at one of the clubs. Oh my goodness, she was amazing. She came out and, you know, everyone always wears these outrageous outfits in Vegas, but it kind of went when I heard Pat Benatar's music and boom, she belted out Heartbreaker. My jaw was on the floor. It was amazing. So... I used to sing all of these songs in elementary school with my friends, and um, Hit Me With Your Best Shot, I think, was one of our favorites. We used to just run around, you know, the radio was on all the time when I was a kid, so anything we all heard, if one of us was singing a new song, we needed to all know that song. And then if you remember, The Jennifer Garner movie, 13 Going on 30, when she does the scene with the kids to Love is a Battlefield. I mean, that was just so adorable. It's just timeless. And I'm really happy that Pat Benatar has her place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So next up is Eminem, who performed famously at that concert in the middle of that football game with Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent. And I heard that he didn't want to do the show without 50 Cent, and that's pretty cool. And we had Mary J., we had Dr. Dre, and Kendrick Lamar, and it was an amazing halftime show. He's just great. I mean, he dropped Real Slim Shady in 2000, Without Me in 2002, and it was just, um, yeah, Without Me. That was a really good song. And that was from the Eminem show, and, you know, I just remember hearing his music going, what, what is, what is this? Who? What? Oh my God. And I just saw a clip probably on TikTok or something the other day where Kanye said that the song that they all went in together on and they added a verse to, that he went back, he took his verse back and went back and wrote for two days after seeing what Marshall Mathers wrote. So, You know, he's really doing what he should be doing. I'm happy for him. I think that it's well-deserved. I liked his Oscars performance, even though Martin Scorsese did not look so amused. I liked that he went back. He took his chance again to sing his Oscar or rap his Oscar-winning song. And I thought it was a great moment. So love to you, Eminem. Awesome. The Eurythmics. I can't believe this didn't happen sooner. Annie Lennox is one of my inspirations for everything. I've always loved the Eurythmics music. It's it's just something. It's a mood, like it. It just creates a mood. Annie Lennox's voice is so unique, and she's done such amazing things with it. And she's brought these stories to life, because to me, the Eurythmics music tells these stories, these great transcendental through time and space stories. And Annie Lennox's voice just brings that to life. And I love the Eurythmics. Really, really happy about this. Just wish it would have happened sooner. Kind of sad I've never gotten to see them in concert. I've got to put that on my list if that ever happens again, ever. I am there. Just like with Not In This Lifetime tour from Guns N' Roses, like I bought tickets on the way to work that day because I was not missing Not In This Lifetime again. So, yes, if I ever do get a chance to see Annie Lennox perform in any form, I will be doing so. I love Duran Duran. Now, I will admit that... Duran Duran was my first concert ever, okay? Now, I waited on this one because it's a long story, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. So, okay, Duran Duran was formed in 1978 in Birmingham by singer and bassist Stephen Duffy, keyboardist Nick Rhodes, and guitarist-bassist John Taylor. And then they brought in Roger Taylor, no relation to John. And then lead vocalist, Simon Le So they're like new wave, pop. I know so many people that are Durannies for life. And they were considered to be part of like the new romantic scene so their first major hit was girls on film and of course rio hungry like the wolf but i loved their 90s album ordinary world and come undone and i that was that was my first concert and i will admit it was not in the 80s it was in the 90s with ordinary world and i saw them at jones beach which they now call the nikon jones beach theater on Long Island, New York, in 1990-something. And I saw all of that. And here is a weird fact, fun fact. Their opening act was Terrence Trent Darby. And I will go to my grave saying he had the best live voice I have ever heard in my life. The man can sing. And I stand by that. Now here's another very strange little-known fact, or some of you actually might know this, that Duran Duran got their name from a movie. What movie, you ask? The film is called Barbarella. It is a 1968 erotic science fiction film about a sexy Earth government agent played by the fabulous Jane Fonda, who is on a mission to find the mad scientist Duran Duran. And she's trying to make peace in the universe. And if you have not seen this movie, go stream it. It's amazing. And that is where Duran Duran got their name from. I just want you to see the outfits and the hair and the makeup that Jane Fonda's whole deal is in this movie. It is so frickin' fabulous. And just on a side note, Duran Duran announced that Andy Taylor is battling cancer. So much, much love. He has stage four prostate cancer. It's been announced and I just wish him comfort and peace and much love to his family and friends and all the Durannies out there. Carly Simon, another one that took forever to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was huge in the 70s, but you know her music just transcends time and space. One of her biggest hits is You're So Vain from her 1972 album No Secrets coming around again from her 1987 album titled The Same. And there's just so many really great songs of hers. Let the River Run. And that was from the Working Girl soundtrack. That movie, man. Oh, Sigourney Weaver and oh my gosh, Melanie Griffith. What a, what a great movie. So she's just got that voice that I've never heard live. But I've heard live performances and I've always wanted to hear hear live. So hopefully again one day, if I ever do get to hear Carly Simon play, I will. And I mean, she's just great. She's, you know, an activist, a philanthropist. She's timeless, ageless, and I'm very happy for her. And congratulations, Miss Carly Simon. And of course, Lionel Richie, current judge on, what is it? American Idol? Yeah, American Idol. And I mean, we all know his music, dancing on the ceiling and all the good stuff. Now he was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame by Lenny Kravitz, who just won like a fashion award and the CDFA gave him a fashion award. So. There was, must have been a pretty cool event. I would have loved to see that whole concert. But Lionel Richie, man, I just called to say I love you. <sighs> All of it. He can go from making you dance, like breakdance, to making you slow dance without skipping a beat. And he's got the album with the lean, the lean on it. And when you had the album with, with the lean in the 80s you knew that that was just going to be a really great album and who doesn't still try to break dance to that break in all night long right <laughs> so he was born in tuskegee alabama and of course famously his daughter nicole ritchie and she's a actress and a great fashion designer and Sophia Richie, who I believe just put a collection together with Nicole and Miles Brockman Richie. So he just did a lot of great things. And especially we all know him for writing the lyrics and putting together. We are the world and USA for Africa. And that was in 1985. And I, again, can't believe it's 2022 and he's just getting inducted. But, you know, timing is timing, I guess. And he had people literally wearing T-shirts and crossing their hands and holding hands, like, across America, singing We Are The World, I think. Am I thinking of the right thing? I feel like I'm thinking of the right thing. The 80s is kind of muddled now. But who didn't love that song. And I had said, I wondered why Madonna wasn't on it, because everyone was there. There was Cyndi Lauper and Simon Lebon and Bono and Willie Nelson and Michael Jackson. And he just brought so many people together on this one project and really just made humanity the issue and nothing else. and. We Are The World is just forever in my heart. And you guys, I've been looking all over the internet to find the red leather outfit where he hosted the music awards and he kept saying outrageous, outrageous in that red leather outfit with the backlighting behind him. And I mean, the man is a legend, a freaking legend. So congratulations, Lionel Richie. Well- But the most iconic of all, and a lifetime, well, for us waiting, because I don't think she thought she should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or something, but she is rock and roll, is the queen, the legend, the icon, the incomparable Dolly Parton, who makes bleach blonde hair and makeup and nails and rhinestones and glam. The total norm for her. And there is none that compares to Miss Dolly Parton. Her altruism, her kind heart, her donation to Moderna for our vaccines, her speaking out on so many social issues, not to mention her talent. You know, singing Islands in the Stream with Kenny Rogers back in the 70s is one of my favorite memories of her. And who can forget that she played Truvy in Steel Magnolias. Ah, oh, that's another whole podcast about Steel Magnolias. But she gave us Jolene. And she wrote, I will always love you. And we have not just her version. But we got Whitney Houston's version. So we have two iconic versions of that song from two iconic women written by Dolly Parton. I mean, if I could just cover the world in Dolly Parton's smile, I would. And she's got like some Duncan Hines cake mix batters and frostings now. And I just I just want to like cover my kitchen in Dolly Parton cakes and cupcakes and things because, you know, she just makes the world A much, much brighter place. She's witty and smart and talented and knows who she is and she is the original queen of self-love and confidence and she's taught me a lot of that. I had her records growing up. Some of the records were Kenny Rogers and some were John Denver and the Beatles and the Platters and Dion and the Belmonts, but before i got to blondie and all of that i would always listen to dolly parton and stare at the album cover at how perfect i thought she was but my self being myself was like man if only she had dark hair like me because i didn't want blonde hair like anyone else i wanted dark hair like me but you know it it's just it's who she was and who she, back then, even on the album cover, she's shown through and who she is today that just makes, you know, all you have to say is Dolly or Dollywood. Everybody knows Dollywood. I've never been. And again, I've never seen Dolly Parton play live and I really would love to, but I do know some people who have worked with her in the industry and they said, of course, she's amazing. So, Dolly, you are rock and roll because you are such a big heart. You are the heart of music. You really are. And so many people just adore you, just like me. And it, again, is so well-deserved. And I do want to get into, like, the performances and everything, but that's going to be in a whole other podcast. And, you know, I want to talk a little bit about also the bands that won musical excellence. So Judas Priest, now I actually saw Judas Priest, I don't know how many years ago, I really don't, in um, Bethel Woods, for real, because I see everything at Bethel Woods. So they also formed in Birmingham, UK, in 1969. I actually... Didn't know it was 1969 when they formed. What was going on in Birmingham? I guess everybody just got into music and made some great stuff. So, you know, they're famous for breaking the law. That's their 1980 hit off of British Steel and Painkiller off their titled album Painkiller in 1990. Turbo Lover from 1996. So they played all of these when I saw them live. And um, they were great. They really were. I just hit the desk. And I gotta say, I was really like surprised at how, I don't know, I, I, I can't describe what I felt when I, I felt them play. It was like a lot of vibration all at once and then nothing. And then a lot, a lot, a lot, and then nothing. And it really, it just goes through you and you vibrate and then it stops. And that's how I feel about Judas Priest music and I know that that sounds weird but it's a really good thing so congratulations on that award I have seen you guys live and totally totally well deserved and the dynamic duo of Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis the American R&B pop songwriting duo that has had a ton of success since the 1980s most notably working with Janet Jackson and They have written so many songs that I know we would recognize. So they've been these hit makers. They're just iconic and they deserve actually their own podcast. So I'm going to get into who they have worked with over the years. But I think that this was a really great year for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I think probably every artist deserves to be in there but that's just me i mean that's probably why i don't make these choices because i'm like everyone's great but i believe that if you're creating music you're doing something so good for the world and you know you're just adding to joy because music brings on joy about nine minutes for music to take you out of a bad mood and 13 minutes for music to fully change your mood. So, you know, it helps reduce depression and anxiety and it's self soothing. And especially if you play music or you dance or you do some yoga, roller skating, running to music. I mean, all of these things are so therapeutic. So, you know, that's why for me, music has always been the answer where television and film just wouldn't do it for me so to all the musicians out there i'm totally jealous that i'm not one of you and i am getting a piano again because it's not going to be professional i just want to play i want to get the music that i hear out through my fingertips i know that i could pick this up again i stopped when i was six that was 40 years ago somewhere in one of my seasons you will hear me speaking to my sister that she ended my piano career by peeing on my organ, and it blew up on fire and we had to throw it out. It was a huge, like, church organ with the two tiers, and I used to love to play it, and it was in front of this huge mirror so I could watch myself like I was my own audience. And she just came on in, and she leaned against the wall. She was still in diapers, and she pulled her diaper down, and she just let it rain right over the outlet where the organ was plugged in and it just went pfft, shh, and my uncle took it and threw it outside and smashed it and that was the end of my music career for real anyway thank you for listening this has been another episode of messy closet congratulations to all of the 2022 rock and roll hall of fame music inductees and do not forget to keep art and keep love alive